love it when you keep me guessing, me guessing. When you leave and then you leave me stressing, me stressing. Uh, 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 But I can't stay mad when you walk like that, no uh, Why you always wanna act like lovers But you never wanna be each other's uh, 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 I said don't look back Welcome to all our listeners around the world logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.gov. Gotta say good morning to everyone listening online at JanoRadio.com. And pleasant good morning to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, my studio audience. It is Tuesday, October 18th, turn of Tuesday. We're playing today's hits and yesterday's favorites. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Memories follow me. And no memories right now, but here are the details. Well, here are the headlines we have coming up for you this morning. In international news, missiles exploding drones again hit Ukraine's power and water. Indonesia to demolish soccer stadium where Stampede killed over 130. Australia reverses recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Uganda battles to contain spread of Ebola. And DR Congo colonels get death penalty for murder of Chinese workers. In news out of North America, U.S. Congress investigating Mississippi Capitol's water crisis. U.S. urges a six-month sentence for former Trump advisor Steve Bannon. In business and tech news, student loan forgiveness, here's how to apply. Elon Musk says SpaceX has withdrawn request for Pentagon to fund Starlink in Ukraine. Uber Eats and Leafly team up to deliver cannabis in Toronto. Apple workers in Oklahoma vote to unionize in second labor win. And the IRS wants millions to claim child tax credit and stimulus funds. In health and science news, game changer for millions of Americans. You can now buy hearing aids over the counter. In sports news, Neymar stands trial for alleged fraud in Barcelona transfer. Out of the Caribbean corner, Canada, U.S. and military equipment to crisis-torn Haiti. 
Jamaican de well, declared of plots to sell stolen British Army ammo. Reggae artist secure, and I'm not sure how you pronounce it, G-Y-A-N, Gyan, Gyan, I, dies in St. Mary accident. Empire State Building to light up in SVG national flag colors. And out of Trinidad and Tobago, government cracking down on child labor. And in sports out of the Caribbean corner, America's Netball World Cup qualifier, SVG defeats the USA. In Believe It or Not news, Donald Trump reportedly thinks Kanye has been acting too crazy lately and says he should seek professional help. In entertainment news, Rihanna announces Savage Fenty Volume 4 fashion show. Drake and The Weeknd to opt out of the 2023 Grammy Awards for the second year in a row. We're going to have the details of these stories and more right after this. Keep it locked. You take up every corner of my mind. What you gonna do now? Ever since the, the day you went away. No, I don't know how. How to erase your body from out my brain. What you gonna do now? Maybe I should just focus on me instead. All I think about are the nights we were tangled up in your bed. Oh no. To all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And thank you to everyone listening online on JanoRadio.com. Of course, thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee & Talk, World News On The Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. And it's time for us to get into the details and we're starting off with international news thank you charlie booth for this one left and right and our first story missiles exploding drones again hit ukraine's power and water story courtesy of the associated press via wsvn miami Airstrikes cut power and water supplies in a repeatedly bombed Ukrainian city and pounded energy and infrastructure facilities elsewhere in the country on Tuesday morning. Part of an apparent quickening effort by Russia 
to drive Ukrainians into the cold and dark as winter bites. All of Zitomir, a, a city with military bases 85 miles west of the capital, was without electricity and water after a double missile strike on an energy facility. This is according to their mail. Hospitals were left running on backup power, he said. Missile strikes also hit an energy facility in Kiev and severely damaged another in the south-central city of Dnipro, authorities said. All well, as well as missiles, Russia is mixing up its modes of attack. Suicide drones, so-called because they slam into targets and explode, set ablaze an infrastructure facility in the partly Russian-occupied southern Zaporizhia region, the regional governor said. I'm just hoping that one day this will all stop. Uh, you know, it's been going on long enough. Um... In a televised address on Monday night, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said Russia is using kamikaze drones because it is losing the war, which is now nearing its eighth full month. He said Russia doesn't have any chance on the battlefield, and it tries to compensate for its military defeats with terror. Why this terror to put pressure on us, on Europe, on the entire world? Our next story out of Indonesia, courtesy of CNN. Indonesia is to demolish the soccer stadium where Stampede killed over 130 persons. Uh, this is according to President Joko Widodo on Tuesday as he vowed to thoroughly transform the sport in the soccer mad nation. The president, popularly known as Jokowi, or, yeah, Jokowi, was speaking to reporters at the State Palace after meeting Gianni Infantino, head of World Soccer Governing Body FIFA. We will demolish it and rebuild according to FIFA standards. The deadly stampede after a league match in the city of Malang on October 1 has been blamed on police firing tear gas in the stadium, a crowd control measure banned by FIFA. The president said he had agreed with Infantino on significant changes to how the sport was managed in Indonesia and said we agreed to thoroughly transform Indonesian soccer. Every aspect of preparation needs to be based on FIFA standards. Our next story, we head on down to Australia. Australia reverses recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Australia says it will no longer recognize West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, reversing a decision taken by the government of former Prime Minister Scott Morrison in 2018. Today, the government has reaffirmed Australia's previous and long-standing position that Jerusalem is a final status issue that should be resolved as part of any peace negotiations between Israel and the Palestinian people. And that's according to Foreign Minister Penny Wong in a statement. This reverses the Morrison government's recognition of West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Wong reiterated that Australia's embassy would remain in Tel Aviv and that Canberra was committed to a two-state solution in which Israel and a future Palestinian state coexist in peace and security within internationally recognized borders. She also went on to add, we will not support an approach that undermines this prospect. The status of Jerusalem is one of the biggest 
sticking points in attempts to reach a peace deal between Israel and the Palestinians. Israel regards the entire city, including the eastern sector it annexed after the 1967 Middle East War, as its capital, while Palestinian officials with broad international backing want occupied East Jerusalem as the capital of a future state they hope to establish in the occupied West Bank and the Gaza Strip. And on to the continent of Africa for our next story. Uganda battles to contain spread of Ebola, story courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Ugandan authorities are in a race to stop the spread of the deadly Ebola virus that has killed at least 19 people. Ugandan authorities declared an outbreak of Ebola last month after 54 people were infected with the virus. At least 19 have died, including four health workers since September 20. The first case in the capital, Kampala, was recorded last week. Ugandan authorities have documented more than 1,100 contacts of known Ebola patients, according to the Africa Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The Sudan strain of Ebola, for which there is no proven vaccine, is circulating in the country of 45 million people. The Ugandan president on Saturday imposed a 21-day travel lockdown on two Ebola-hit districts, Mubende and Kassanda, as part of efforts to stop the spread of the contagious disease. Chief of the World Health Organization said last week that clinical trials of two vaccines could begin in the coming weeks pending Ugandan government approvals without naming the vaccines. At least six vaccines are in development for the Sudan strain, including three that have progressed to phase one clinical trials, according to the WHO. Ebola, which manifests as a viral hemorrhagic fever, is spread through contact with bodily fluids of an infected person or contaminated materials. Symptoms include fever, vomiting, diarrhea, muscle pain, and at times internal and external bleeding. Ebola first appeared in 1976 in two simultaneous outbreaks in South Sudan and the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where it occurred in a village near the Ebola River, after which the disease is named. So my question then is, if this has been around since 1976 and COVID is allegedly new, and if you notice I'm saying allegedly because if we look on containers of Lysol or Clorox, you will see mention made of COVID, right? But um, Ebola first appeared in 1976. So why was there no... um, research or development of a vaccine that's almost 50 years right 1976 46 am i right how many years ago is that my math is off but you would think that since 1976 you've had the opportunity to try to develop some sort of um vaccine but yet we were able to come up with a vaccine for covid in the blink of an eye. When you see things or you hear stories like these, you can't help but think one way. And it's a shame that we always have to resort to that train of thought. That there is lack of care. Hence the reasoning for the delay 
that's 46 years okay so i was right in my mind i had to pull up my calculator shame on me right but 46 years since the first appearance of ebola and nothing has been done absolutely nothing and you're going to tell me today that there is no vaccine but they're in clinical trial what's the reason I actually thought um, it went away because I haven't heard any. I, I haven't heard about the Ebola for quite a while. Do 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 vaccines act? Do um diseases actually go away, or do they just subside, Teflon? What do you think? I think some of them pop up and then they just disappear out of nowhere, and then so, some of it just stays, and people kind of live with it, just like COVID. Yeah. All right, well, let's see what happens, if you know, because I think it's a shame on the WHO for not pressing, not having pressed many years ago for a vaccine to be developed. And our final story on the international scene is out of DR Congo. The DR Congo colonels get the death penalty for murder of Chinese workers. This story is courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Six people, including two army colonels, have been convicted to death by a military court in the Democratic Republic of the Congo in connection with the murder of two Chinese mine workers in March. Four other military personnel were sentenced to 10 years in prison by the Ituri Military Court on Friday. All but one of these receiving the death sentence were members of the military. The two colonels are accused of planning an attack on a convoy back in March with the aim of stealing four gold bars and $6,000 in cash being transported by the victims who were returning from a gold mine. Well, the verdict serves as an example. In the DRC, death penalties are regularly handed down but systematically commuted to life imprisonment. This must serve as, serve as an example for the black sheep in the armed forces, said the Lieutenant Jules Gongo, spokesman for military operations in the gold-rich Turi province, when speaking with AFP news agency. Attacks on Chinese-managed mines and Chinese workers are not uncommon in resource-rich eastern DRC, which has been ravaged by militia violence for decades. Last year, the DRC government placed security officials in charge of the administration of Ituri and neighboring North Kivu province in a bid to curb violence. However, the measure has failed to stop attacks. I find this one a little disturbing, and I'm not saying that what the rebels did was correct in any way or what the colonels did in any way was right. I'm not condoning their behavior. But what is the subliminal message that we're sending when we're willing to put the death penalty on our own for foreign nationals? What is the message that we're sending? I understand you want to, you want to curb the, um, the bad behavior. We want to curb it. But are we telling foreign nationals we will go to the extreme measures and kill our own to protect you? Is that the message that we're sending? Or is it that we are in agreement with the death penalty for them for killing the Chinese um, people just to get four 
gold bars and $6,000 in cash. I'm just wondering how the people of DRC Congo, DRC feel, the Democratic Republic of Congo feel at this time. And again, I am in no way condoning the behavior of those that killed the Chinese workers. I'm just trying to understand the message that's being sent. Are you putting people on death row for killing your own people? Or no? Let's just be careful of the message that we're sending. All right. Um, that's, that's all I'm going to say on that. And those are our stories on the international scene. I just want to take the time to say thank you to everyone that reached out yesterday. I appreciate your concern. Your kind words. I appreciate the jokes. I, I, I was happy for the good laughs. Thank you, everyone. Um, not 100% almost there, but I'm much, much better. This weekend was a rough one. Um, so it feels good to be back pacing myself. Definitely pacing myself. So thank you all for um, reaching out once again. Appreciate you all. Going to take another quick break. And then when we return, we have details of stories out of North America. Here is Dua Lipa levitating. If you want to run away with me, I know a galaxy and I can take you for a ride. I had a premonition that we fell into a rhythm where the music don't online on the quality music zone qmzradio.com and thank you to everyone listening on janoradio.com of course i gotta say a huge thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse this is where the conversation happens hold you for my hand hold you for my hand 
to Coffee and Toll, World News on the Go. I'm Moments with me, and we do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the me in everything is M.I. Well, coming up right after Burner Boy and Ed Sheeran, we have stories out of North America. I want to be in your life until the night is over, until the night is over, until the night is over. All right, and here are the details. First story up out of North America, U.S. Congress investigating Mississippi Capitol's water crisis. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera News. The United States Congress is investigating a crisis that left 150,000 people in Mississippi's capital city without running water for several days in late August and early September. This is according to a letter sent to Governor Tate Reeves by two Democratic legislators. Representatives Benny Thompson and Carolyn Maloney on Monday requested information on how Mississippi plans to send or spend $10 billion from the American Rescue Plan Act and from the bipartisan infrastructure law and $429 million specifically allotted to enhance the state's water infrastructure. The letter indicates the start of a joint investigation by the House Homeland Security and the Oversight and Reform Committees into the crisis that deprived Jackson's 150,000 residents of running water for several days in late August and early September. Thompson's district includes most of Jackson, and he chairs the Homeland Security Committee. Maloney of New York chairs the Oversight and Reform Committee. Jackson has had water issues for years, and the latest troubles began in late August after heavy rainfall exasperated problems in the city's main treatment plant, leaving many residents without water. The city had already been under a boil water notice since late July because the state health department found cloudy water that could make people ill. Running water was restored within days and a boil water notice was lifted in mid-September. But the letter to Reeves says, Water plant infrastructure in the city remains precarious and risks to Jackson's residents persist. The pair of Congressional Democrats requested a breakdown of where the state sent funds from the American Rescue Plan Act and the bipartisan infrastructure law, including the racial demographics and population sizes of each community that received aid. They also requested information on whether Jackson has faced burdensome hurdles to receive additional federal funds. The letter asked Reeves to provide the requested information by October 31st. Mississippi has not yet announced how it will spend the American Rescue Plan Act money for water projects, and counties, cities and counties had a September 30 deadline to apply for funding. Well, 
I don't think we need to do much assumption. We, we know why there was has been a delay, as is the norm in areas. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me just leave it right there because... <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. How is everybody? Glad to see you back. Yes, thank you, Jeanette. Thank you. So, basically, I'm not adding to the story. I just wanted to say, you know, when you were younger and you were brushing your teeth or you were washing the dishes and your mom would say, turn off the water because we may lose it. You know, that one day we may not have any water. Yeah. And all of that is coming to fruition now mm-hmm. in a lot of different states. And it's a harsh reality yes. because we go to the sink thinking that we're going to always have water. And now in 2022, there's people in states that don't even have decent drinking water. Yeah, it, it's a shame. It is. But what is more? For That's sh- all I wanted to add. <laughs> Thank you, Tibet. But what is more for shame is the lack of urgency to address the matter as it relates to clean drinking water. May not be a lot that will be available, but why is it that? the water is contaminated in 2022 first world country the most advanced country allegedly in the world first world nation richest country in the world allegedly why is it that in 2022 we are having an issue with the availability regardless of how little it may be but the availability of clean water. Good morning, Fabian. Good morning, moments. Um, you know, we get in this room every morning. I just want to say thank you to your moments for showing up for creating. I know this is off topic, but I just want to take a minute now to thank you for giving us a go-to place that we can go in the mornings and to be a part of this great community, to voice our opinions, to laugh, to listen to some music, to really take us back home in many ways. Thank you, Moments, for all that you do, creating this room, showing up consistently, and uh, much gratitude to you for this room. Thank you, Fabian. Thank you. Okay. That's it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. It is 2022. We need to hold our officials accountable. We put them in positions of power based on their ability to successfully convince us that they have our interest at heart. The other day, this year, just a couple months back, there was a city, a suburban city or town, whatever you want to call it, as quickly as there was an issue 
it was resolved. But time and time again, we are finding that areas that are classified as um, low income or areas that are predominantly filled with a migrant population, there is a constant dragging of the feet. Politicians at all levels go into your communities and court you because they need your votes. When are we going to stop smiling with them and start demanding that they do the work that we put them there to do? Why is it that those who are above a certain income bracket or live within certain communities always seem to be attended to first and foremost? When we see these stories, we have no choice but to think one way and one way only. And it is a shame. It is a shame that this is a first world country with third world problems, right? U.S. urges six-month sentence for former Trump advisor Steve Bannon. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera News. The U.S. Department of Justice has asked a federal judge to sentence former President Donald Trump's advisor Steve Bannon to six months in prison for defying a subpoena to testify before a congressional committee investigating the United States Capitol riot. U.S. prosecutors recommended the sentence on Monday, accusing Bannon of pursuing a bad-faith strategy of defiance and contempt and publicly disparaging the panel in investigating the attack on January 6, 2021. The Justice Department also urged U.S. District Judge Carl Nichols to fine Bannon $200,000. Throughout the pendency of this case, the defendant has exploited his notoriety through courthouse press conferences and his War Room podcast to display to the public the source of his bad faith refusal to comply with the committee's subpoena. A total disregard for government processes and the law the department wrote in its filing. The recommendations come just days after the January 6th panel last week voted to subpoena Trump in an effort to compel the ex-president's testimony about the Capitol riot and his efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 U.S. presidential election. It is unclear if Trump, who denounced the subpoena last week, will comply with the panel's move. Refusal to comply with the subpoena can result in criminal charges. Bannon was convicted of two counts of contempt of Congress in July and will be sentenced by Nichols on Friday morning. Each count is punishable by between 30 days to one year in prison and a fine ranging between $100 to $100,000. Bannon's attorney filed a sentencing memo on Monday saying their client should be sentenced to probation only. If the judge insists on incarceration, then Bannon should be permitted to serve his sentence at home and not in prison, they said. In their memo, they argued that Bannon was convicted on statutes governed by 
outdated case law and that he relied on his lawyer's legal advice by not appearing before the committee. The facts of this case show that Mr. Bannon's conduct was based on his good faith reliance on his lawyer's advice, they wrote. <laughs> I'm laughing, right? Because I know, I feel, I strongly believe that he is only going to get probation and if sentenced, he will be allowed to serve it at home. Right? That's my belief. Um, but the, deep down, I think they're only going to charge him $200,000. Worst case, slap on the wrist. I don't know. Do we really see anything coming out of this? Interestingly, I was watching a video on TikTok. A black couple, they were speaking at the conference i want to assume because they were on a stage with a podium and you know over and over again we say in here that you know nothing will ever happen to um trump they were like no man they gotta get him they gotta get him one way or another because how is he able to avoid and beat the system all the time well this couple's explained I don't know how true it is that the reason why he is never convicted of anything, it's because Trump is an organization and you cannot put an organization in jail. Does that make sense? And I'm like, no, I need somebody else to explain that for me. Because, <laughs> I, didn't, you know, of course, you're only able to hear up to three minutes of the, the, the speech, right? And they just kept saying that Trump is an organization. He's a business. His family members are a business. You can't put a business in jail. And they're protected because they are a business. Does that make sense? Is that how it really works? That because you're a business, you can't put a business? But what about you, the business owner? Isn't it a person that's running the business? How then, if that is true, how then do we hold the business owner accountable? How then do we do that? So it has there has to be some truth because he never he seems to go unscathed all the time. And no matter what he's faced with, they always find a way. To get him out, to rescue him, to save him. So that he has the best legal team in the world, in the country? I don't know. That they, they, his legal team, they know the ins and outs of the law better than anybody else. They find every single loophole better than anyone else is able to. Every lawyer should strive to be that competent let me just say that because they <laughs> go ahead Javette. go right ahead first um if you can send me that tiktok so then i can do some more research yeah i'm gonna because go listening, listening to you it kind of makes sense um, secondly, I do think that he has 
the best um, legal team, and I think business law and criminal laws, like two different laws, and I think business-wise, that's why he's able to kind of skirt justice because they know the ins and outs of different things, right? Um, especially, I mean, have we even seen his taxes yet? No. He's already been president. He's already trying to run again. And I know I haven't seen his taxes. <laughs> but, I mean, it kind of makes sense because when you... I'm looking at big pharma, pharmaceutical companies, and I think they get away with murder. Oh, yeah. The way they set prices for medicine and their lobbying and everything else. So it kind of makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. yeah. How can we get that kind of protection, Javette? How? Unfortunately, we're going to have to switch teams in order to get that. Nah. <laughs> not worth it nah, nah it's not worth it for me but you know a lot of people do it not because they're republicans but just to get the benefits of being affiliated with the republican party can can you imagine me as a candace whatever her last name is owens me mm -mm, nah. <laughs> orange sam bleach your skin <laughs> Nope, not a. No. No. I tell you something, Doina, not to go off on a tangent, but Candace, I'm a little confused about her. And here's why I have listened to some of her speeches, right? Because I refuse to believe that she is a breadfruit, a roast breadfruit. Those of us who are of Jamaica, from Jamaica, know what roast breadfruit is, right? You're, you're, you're black on the outside, but inside you're white. I refuse to believe she's a roasted breadfruit. There, something is off. Is it that she is doing what she's doing for money? So I have listened to a, a couple of her um, speeches. And she does say, say some things that are of value. She really does. But then all of that, that gets lost in the wash when she says some of her other things or does things that make you go, huh? such as most recently wearing the T-shirt that says white lives matter. And it's a shame because she's an intelligent young woman. She knows how to speak, to deliver herself, but she is, I don't know what's off. Is it that she's bipolar that one minute she's black Candace and the next minute she's white Candace? I don't know. Or is she just doing this for numbers? Because you have people who do that. They play with you. And then when they go behind their closed doors, they're laughing and they're like, yep, my bank account keeps getting fatter. They don't even realize I am just playing them like the system. She has switched sides. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Oh, boy. I don't know. Well, she needs to... If she's going to switch, she can't be a yo-yo. 
She can't be like that pendulum swinging from side to side. If she's gonna switch, stay switched. Be, be, be true to something. Because as it is right now, she's playing both sides of the fence when you listen to her. She will say some things that will make you go, oh, yeah. And then she will go on the other side. And you're like, what the heck? Candice, you okay? Are, are you listening to yourself right now? I think, she, I don't know. Is she bipolar? I don't know. <laughs> Does she switch into her real life? She switch? <laughs> <laughs> a little a little bit of us kind of seep back out every once in a while <laughs> I, I really don't know she's an interesting character we'll say that well let's see what happens with bannon we'll hear on friday and guess what i'm so sorry Jeffrey. i did not get to listen to the um debate between herschel and warnock did anybody listen to it it missed me I'm <laughs> I didn't, I didn't either. I was working, but I'm going to look for it because I'm sure it's online. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I am sure it is. Um, Rosola probably can't speak right now because I want to know if she got a chance to listen to it. But um, yeah, and those are stories out of North America. Coming up now, we have... Good morning. Good I'm morning, Rosola. Oh, good, 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 good. Good morning. I did not. I did not. I'm going to watch it after my show tonight. I didn't want to perplex my brain too much for her show. So I decided not to watch it okay. until after the show. Yeah, okay. but I'll, I'll find it. I did watch his, I watched part of his interview on MSNBC with, um, I forgot the host. Uh -huh. And it, yeah, I just, yeah, I decided to wait, hold off on How did he one. deliver that, himself in that interview? Herschelly. Herschelly. Herschelly Republican? Herschelly Republican. Herschelly Republican. Yeah, you know, some things are true. Then he had to finally admit that it's really his check. But, you know, me, does it mean that it's an abortion, a check for an abortion? It's still a lie. So he's doing the Republican thing, you know, where it could be true, but I still say it's a lie, you know. <laughs> and but he has a point. He could have written her sev several seven hundred dollar checks, and you know, so he's right when he's. I do agree when he says that. But mm -hmm. um, and I did. I heard that he did do some kind of performance by taking out a badge at the debate because he says he's a um, he's a member of law enforcement somewhere in um, here in Georgia. <laughs> he's been deputy or something. Um, but I'll watch it so I can provide more. He's harshly Republican. <laughs> I, there's nothing else I can say on air right now. <laughs> I have another word for him, but yeah. yeah Good we'll morning, see, everyone. We'll say that for off air. Thank you, Russell. And he's and he's he's um he's over Warnock in the polls. So there we have it here. In Are Georgia. you serious? They were head. They were yeah, yeah. Okay, what is it going to take for the Democrats to step up in Georgia? What is the reason why Herschel would be leading in the polls in Georgia? Grossly yeah. unacceptable. Sorry. They said the Democrats are losing independent women. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead, people underestimate so much. No, I'm just saying people underestimate so much um, Republicans in Georgia. I mean, like outside of um, we call it Atlanta, as people would normally um, classify it. I mean, it's like a bunch of people live it, like 
outside of the, the, the borders of Atlanta. So, you know, you go further, you go further north, south, east, or west from Atlanta, and that's three Republicans, like majority Republicans. So, I mean, well, well I think I think what happens is that, you know, when it come, comes around to election time, you know, the focus is usually heavily in Atlanta, right? Because you know, that's primarily, you know, democratic city. But the state in itself, right? It's like Georgia is, is huge, right? It's big. So, I mean, compared, when you compare, you know, Atlanta to, you know, the rest of Georgia, Atlanta is just a tiny little dot. So, what Democrats essentially, the strategy that, you know, I kind of see some of them doing is really going out all the way in the boondocks and, you know, them far out places that try to campaign heavily out there, right, and try to convert some of those Republicans to Democrats. But it's an uphill task, you understand? Seriously uphill task. So, I mean, so that's why, that's why Democrats have to work 10 times as hard um, than, you know, Republicans to try and win um, voters in Georgia. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Percy. Thank you, Rosola. Rosola also put in the chat. Republicans come from the mountains and the woods to vote. You are so right. Same thing here in Florida. They come out the woodworks. Oh, yep. Oh, yes, they do. Morning, everyone. Good morning, James. Yeah, you know what's interesting? We're talking about it on Friday, right? The debate? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I think the government is watching my phone or something because um in the evening, about eleven o'clock in the night, it just pop up in my YouTube. The debate just pop up in my YouTube like it never pop up before. And it just pop up so like I found that like crazy that we're talking about it and it just came up like I didn't do any search or anything like that. <laughs> and the full debate just came up in my YouTube. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, they're watching us. Interesting, right? Wow. Yep. All right, let's see. Um, I don't know, but Georgia needs to remain blue. Um, whatever Stacey Abrams did to keep it, to turn it blue, we need everybody to rally behind her to keep them blue. That's it. Imagine Herschel Walker. Well, he'll just be a puppet on a string anyway. All right, you know, what are we going to worry about? And it is time for business and tech news. And interesting, um, <laughs> James, that you would say they must be listening, on, listening, right? Because I do have a story as it relates to Elon Musk coming up after this first one. And right away on... My other phone, TikTok, jumps up because I'm here looking for the video to send to um to Javette. But right away pops up on my phone something regarding Elon Musk and Jamaica. So before we get to that, student loan forgiveness is here. And thank you, Javette, for sending this one over. Thank you for the reminder. Student loan forgiveness. Here's how to apply. Um, please click on the link. Please pass the information on. Please see to it that everyone gets busy. If they are eligible, if you are eligible, get busy.
busy before them shut it down again because it's a too much going on with this but anyway story courtesy of the associated press via wsvn president joe biden on monday officially kicked off the application process for his student debt cancellation program opening the door for millions of americans to apply for up to twenty thousand dollars in forgiveness the biden administration touts it as a simple straightforward application that should only take about five minutes and here's how to apply go to studentaid.gov studentaid.gov and in the section on student loan debt relief click apply now and i'm going to say it again go to studentaid.gov in the section on student loan debt relief click apply now be ready to type in some basic personal information the form asks for name social security number date of birth phone number and email address it does not require documentation about your income or your student loans i'm going to say that again the form asks for your name social security number date of birth phone number and email address it does not require documentation about your income or your student loans okay next Review the eligibility rules and confirm that you are a match. Read, people. Read. A lot of us tend to, myself included, guilty as charged. And I'm going to give, well, not, you know, give you a little hint as to why I'm saying guilty as charged. So, bought some tea bags, some sorrel tea bags. When you take it out of the box, you notice that the part that you would hold you know while it's in the water it's the string is very short so i'm saying to my husband oh you just got to hold it in the water right? because the string is so short failing to read instructions so yesterday i'm making a cup of the sorrel tea and before putting the bag in the cup i just i don't know just gently pull the string and i noticed that the string is getting longer and longer i'm like oh okay so i flipped <laughs> so i flipped don't laugh to that don't, y'all don't laugh I, I, it happened to me too yes to me too. so i flipped over the part you know the paper that you would hold while it's in the cup right and big and bold highlighted couldn't be any bolder are the instructions gently pull string <laughs> so i turned to my husband i'm like one fool makes many failing reading is fantastic <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that thank you thank so, you for that laugh moment uh, you're welcome you're welcome so i'm gonna say this Please, folks, let us not scroll. You know, we have a habit just to want to scroll all the way to where we need to fill information. No. Read. It's fundamental. It's a go see if we <laughs> errors. Okay, because we do not have the time to be making errors. Okay, so next, review the eligibility rules and confirm that you are a match. 
For most people, that means attesting that they make less than $125,000 a year or that their household makes less than $250,000 a year. If you meet the eligibility rules, click the box confirming that everything you provided is true, then click Submit. After the form is submitted, the Biden administration says it should take four to six weeks to process. The Education Department will use its existing records to make sure your loans are eligible and to look for applicants who might exceed the income limits. Some will be asked to provide additional documentation to prove their incomes. The Education Department estimates that the verification application will take about half an hour, including time to review and upload tax documents. Most borrowers who apply before mid-November should expect to get their debt canceled before January 1 when payments on federal student loans are scheduled to restart after a pause during the pandemic things could get more complicated depending on the outcomes of several legal challenges the biden administration faces a growing number of lawsuits attempting to block the program including one filed by six republican-led states a federal judge in st louis is currently weighing the state's request for an injunction to halt the plan Biden on Monday said he is confident that the suit will not upend the plan. Our legal judgment is that it won't, he said, but they're trying to stop it. So what does that mean for us? Get busy. Do not delay. See to it that your friends, your family, your children, yourself, whoever, get busy getting this done right away. All right? Okay. So student what is it y'all ain't listening are you studentaid.gov please log on follow the steps simple steps read 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 submit your application and stay abreast of emails that may you may get just in case you need to provide any additional information all right so Next story, Elon Musk says SpaceX has withdrawn request for Pentagon to fund Starlink in Ukraine. Story courtesy of CNN via WSVN. SpaceX founder Elon Musk said Monday afternoon that the funding request the company had made to the Pentagon to start picking up the bill for satellite internet services for Ukraine has been withdrawn. Musk's announcement on Twitter followed an exclusive CNN report that SpaceX made a request to the Pentagon in September saying they were no longer able to donate the critical Starlink terminals or support the expensive accompanying service for an indefinite period of time. SpaceX asked the Pentagon to start paying for the service for the current terminals operated by the Ukrainian government, as well as fund almost 8,000 new terminals and service for Ukraine's military and intelligence services. After the CNN report revealed the request and showed in greater detail that SpaceX is not solely responsible for Starlink in 
well started access in ukraine in fact numerous international efforts funded much of it musk tweeted on saturday to hell with it even though starlink is still losing money and other companies are getting billions billions of taxpayer dollars we'll just keep funding the ukraine government for free musk's tweet on monday went a bit farther saying the step had been taken to rescind the request to the defense department so let me see if i can play this video that i found on tiktok hold on bear with me here oh, oh, oh no i can't play because they are cursing in it i can't play sorry there is a war on flow must a matter now elon musk is given the go ahead to launch starlink in jamaica what does that mean for you know what now i gotta jump on google here and look that up i'm sorry i can't play the video you know us jamaicans we cursing way too much um let me let me look it up elon and i do apologize for my typing <laughs> elon musk given because i want to see what exactly it means go ahead to oops I'm typing like you know what's that term we used to say joke who remembers that term like we had joke on a keyboard oh boy this is interesting yeah joke my mom said that word yeah we had joke on the computer on the keyboard <laughs> who knows who would know what to do with a typewriter now if it was given to them so okay i pulled the story up um it's on yard hype um courtesy of jamaica observer so elon musk an american billionaire was given the go-ahead to launch starlink operations in jamaica the starlink project owned by spacex has not only become the world's first but also the largest satellite constellation which uses a low earth revolution to distribute broadband internet efficient enough to sustain online gaming video calls and much more daryl vaz minister of science energy and technology signed off on the license that will allow starlink services jamaica to begin equipping the island with low latency high-speed broadband internet following the approval of the office of utilities regulation to acknowledge the company's application to become a service provider and receive carrier telecoms licenses in jamaica Vaz gave his approval on Thursday, October 6, 2022, and stated that this moment is a tremendous one when it comes to the improvement of the country's digital domain. Speaking to the Jamaica Observer, Vaz said, we are working assiduously to broaden the connectivity across the island. He believes that Starlink is a step in the right direction because areas that have trouble receiving internet connection due to their location will be able to acquire high-speed internet. He voiced that the public will now have more options of suppliers from which to choose. I remain committed to ensuring we continue to advance technologically as this will bolster advancement in education, the medical field, and economic growth, he added. The Minister of Technology observed that the initiation of Starlink in Jamaica means that even the most remote areas will have access to the world of Internet connectivity. Starlink, Starlink's connectivity will allow communities to grow economically, generate telehealth services, 
and better provide access to online education. Starlink has been serviceable since 2019 and has already established a foothold in over 30 countries worldwide. All right. So that sounds like a good move for Jamaica, we want to say. Yes, no, are we for it? I'll say this. We should be further ahead technologically, if you ask me in Jamaica, right? Um, so yesterday, I'm talking to my mom, and the internet is down more than it's up. But you, your internet bill is the same, right? Yeah, flow ain't playing with you. But they upgraded to what you call it, fiber, which is supposed to be better. So she has fiber, but it's down most of the time. So is it that we are putting, we're upgrading, but we're not knowing how to maintain it? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a tech person as it relates to fiber versus cable. Oh, no, I don't speak that language. But if anybody has any understanding of it, please, please explain it. I'm here to learn. Well, uh, well, I want to understand more in terms of is it the case whereby this is going to be the the the, the new telecommunication um, service providers um, in Jamaica, basically. I think they're going to be there to give them a run for their money. So, like, like with okay, so they're basically going to compete like with Flow and Digicel. And Digicel, correct? Yeah. Because Flow and Digicel, them, them out of hand, Prezi. Them really out of hand down there. For real. So competition yeah. is needed. And at this, it's 2022. All schools, no matter how rural the schools are, should have access to internet. Because that's the way we're going. That's the future. That's how we're living now. And we want to have mm. children have access access to the internet and be able to advance technologically from an early age i think it's only fair yeah i agree i guess i guess, I guess it's just to see how it would play out in terms of what different um you know in terms of the 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 because they're saying that you know it's the i'm assuming it's to try and ensure that you know all you know eras in jamaica you know has you know, um, internet connectivity um, and so on. But um, I guess it's just trying to think, you know, what, I guess what would be the, the vast difference, um, you know, between the two current telecommunication providers, um, you know, based on, you know, how is it that, you know, what are they going to, what are they, how much different is it that they're going to be from Digicel? Because I'm assuming... Digicel, um, especially, you know, I mean, they try to, um, for the most part, based on, you know, based on just my experience, you know, you know, have, you know, their, their, um, their connections, you know, as far as they can, as far as they can possibly go. So, you know, it's just to see how it would play out. That is just, I mean, because I'm not sure exactly, you know, what are some of the, the, the technologies that they will be using. You know some of the exact technologies they'll be using that will be different from the DCLR flow, um, and to see you know what sense it would make you know over a period of time, um, you know. So yeah, I guess that would also kind of make um, to see how it play out. Yeah, let's see. 
Go ahead, yeah, Kev Rock. Go ahead, Kev Morning, everyone. Morning, morning. I, just, just fundamentally, um, some of the technology that they're using, right, just on a really foundational level, cable, right, um, is, is data traveling through like a, a coaxial wire like you'd use it on your back of your TV versus fiber is actually within that cable there's um a glass kind of component which which is uses light and it's fa it should be faster but maybe what is happening is that um whichever service that is out there they're transmitting using both both fiber and conventional cable technology so to a certain point or in some areas it will be faster in some areas it will be slower so if you if you bring in the data in using um an older technology but now you have fiber here <laughs> it's still gonna be slow coming in you mm. understand now with the starlink thing with the starlink thing now it can cover a broader cross section because it's satellite quote unquote right and the difference with the conventional satellite system as i had satellite um internet for a while and it was horrendous but the difference that he's touting is that it's lower his satellites are lower and should be able to be faster okay. than the conventional satellite technology and he's touting it being low cost whatever that means okay so it should be for the better should be economically as well as um technologically right kev that is what most was is 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 pushing okay and uh, that, that is what the the, the 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 government is pushing too and, oh. and like somebody said earlier i think it was president competition it would, would be definitely be great <laughs> um somebody to push between those two giants there in jamaica mm -hmm. um so the people can get more, better service yeah 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 uh, i think one thing i think though it's it's a good idea but i think the government have to be careful they have to try to sign the deal away to to protect flow and digis and digital to a certain extent because it, it could be like a double-edged sword it it could lead to better connection, but then the 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 unemployment it could affect the un unemployment rate because you have to understand like the, with the technology that they are using, they don't need any Jamaicans. They they stay wherever in the world to to connect. Um, Digicel is one of the companies in the, in the in Jamaica that employs Jamaicans all over the Caribbean. Anywhere you, you, you find a Digicel in the Caribbean, you find a Jamaican um, working in the office. So it, it can be a double-edged sword in terms of the employment. So I think they have to be careful careful with that because if they allow them to just come and dominate and, you know, thousands of people could, could be out of good jobs too because Digicel is one of those companies that send people to university, pay for their education and send them overseas like you know, Cayman Island, Bermuda, all over the the Caribbean to operate um, their their to run their operations. So it could be a double-edged sword. But let me ask you a question, James. And I, I see what you're saying. But no matter how um, less human you become, you still need the human factor. And um, 
I do believe that they are still going to need boots on the grounds to set up, especially if you're going into the rural areas. You have, I, I want to think that you're going to have to have a team there. You, everything can't be remote. No, it's, it's satellite. They, 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 just, they, they have um, satellite out of space. Um, it, it, so it's not, it's not like the technology is different from, they're not coming there to, to, connect, to connect anything. And that's why, you know, they, they um, went to, to Ukraine because they don't have to go on the ground to connect anything. And people stay in, in, in offices all over the world. And, and I'm sure they're, they're probably getting um, cheap labor from like India, you know, call centers and stuff like that. So they probably put like a little bit of people just to be nice. But no, they don't need people there because the technology. Yeah, but James, it's, it's, it's almost like. I'll talk a little bit on that though, because uh -huh. um, I do agree that um, they have to be careful of what kind of negotiations they're going, going into. Um, with, with Starling, right? Um, make sure that they secure a certain amount of labor force. They do need um, um, people on the ground, right? Because even though it is satellite, it is sending the signal from the satellite. There has to be a receiver. Right, right. right. In, the case, in the case of Ukraine, maybe what, what was done was that they already have receivers, maybe with a mutual part and get whatever the case is. And um, it, it's able to receive those signals. So those signals, you, you need technicians underground to actually do those installations. You also um, need need people to to run run. Um, there's another thing that they need to actually um, distribute the signal underground. So there'll be people underground, but maybe not as much as a cell phone or a or a internet um, company would require I, I would agree with you. yeah because I, i'm just thinking back to the days of satellite dishes right when you still had to have technicians that would come out yeah 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 yeah, yeah but, you but have to have this, boots on the ground this, yeah but this technology is is different it's 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 all it's similar to like a gps technology if you get a gps in jamaica um, the GPS um, system in your car, wherever, um, signal comes straight from out, out, out of space where the, the, the satellite is to, to your GPS. And, and even if they need technicians to set up um, a few receivers, that, that's just like contract work where they're probably going to get foreigners to come and do it because they're going to say their technicians have to do it because Jamaicans are not used to the technology i'm i'm not saying they're not going to have people they might have people to to set up a few offices to to collect um to you know build servicing and stuff like that but i'm talking about the the, the jobs the technicians the hundreds or thousands of technicians oh, for digital and and, and flow mm -hmm. those jobs are going to be gone and those are good paying jobs i don't think you know for some reason james i don't want to think so and i'm okay well here it is. Here is my hope, my expect, my expectation, right? That the government, um, the, the led by Vaz, will see to it that there is job protection. See to it that Starlink will train 
locals who are in university who have graduated from university with technological degrees right because people spend so much money because them say education is the way your guys school your parents have a hustle and bustle and come up with the hundreds of thousands of dollars for sending Pitnagar University, whether it's UTEC or UWI. Now, it is my expectation and my hope that they will turn around and say, okay, let us use, let us train the people you have there. That is Are something that, that, that would be a stipulation. Moment. If I were VAS, that would be one of my stipulations. Yeah, look at the history of Jamaican government. Have they ever tried to protect anybody yet like if if somebody from from the company squeeze them a couple million dollars and say want to be in jamaica they don't care about protecting workers you know the win the win for them there there will be a winner mm -hmm. don't get me wrong there's going to be a win the win for them is going to is going to be like look because of what we did you could deliver timbuktu or jamaica you get internet connection that's going to be a win but that's why I say, like, it, it's going to be like a double-edged sword, no matter how you take it. Like, all of these technology that we see, we see the Amazon, we see the Uber, we see, they, they're called disruptors. They, they disrupt economies in, in first-world country. Like, restaurants closed down, um, small boutique place closed down, especially during the pandemic. If you look across North America, because of Amazon, thousands of boutique stores closed down because people are more comfortable now. They were forced to go online during the pandemic and now they're comfortable. They have technology where you can try and close virtually online. So it's good. It, 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 it has a good side, but the, the, the ripple effect is that people are going to lose jobs. In North America, you know, you have unemployment in, in, in some part where you can get unemployment benefit. Um, you can get government um, subsidy or whatever, but Jamaica government don't have money to give anybody. So if they lose thousands of good jobs, jobs are just gone. So James, let me ask a question: Isn't and with everything, it's you're gonna have the good and the bad, right? With every single thing, double sided. So isn't this an opportunity for especially the young Jamaicans, that demographic, for them to step up? and um take on remote job opportunities because there are many companies globally who are hiring people all over the world so they don't have to get up and pack up and move they can stay right there in the confines of their home and work isn't that an opportunity isn't that looking at it from a, in another way you know something i might lose a job here but i but guess what there is a bigger opportunity now waiting for me because i have steady internet or more reliable internet access i can take the job that is being offered remotely with a company say in europe or china versus not being able to take advantage of the opportunity because i did not have a consistent reliable internet connectivity can we look at it from that angle as well Try to find the yeah, you positive. Can look at, <laughs> yeah, you can look at you can you can look at it from that angle, but but those jobs are not the same jobs though. That's the thing. As I said, they're gonna be good and they're gonna be bad. But like, you said they're not look, the same jobs. Explain I want you to explain that a little no, more because, for me. No, because when you talk when you talk to Jamaicans now that are that are working, because like even like I use a company here to, to print my, my stuff. 
um, for the restaurant and and I called to talk to someone because most of it you do it online and, and do it yourself but I had some problem and I called to talk to someone and I heard a little Jamaican this in the voice and I'm like you're Jamaican right and she's like yes I'm like oh you're downtown Toronto and she's like no I'm there I'm Antigua beer and I'm like oh cool but guess what low-paying jobs most of these virtual jobs how much is low paying that's i want a dollar figure and the reason i'm asking for a dollar figure james i want a dollar figure and here's the reason two thousand us in the us can do nothing that's rent period full stop you can't do anything else right however two thousand us in jamaica at a rate of 150 to one is three hundred thousand jamaican yep you're telling me that that. that's what i'm saying so you're telling me they're not making 500 us a week at least in a technological no, no, job okay no 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 what is the rate can no, you, are you able 250, to no 250 because I, I i have i have a friend who a week? Offers, 250 are are some people might get a little bit more there are okay. people that working in there are people that working in canada that doing those jobs that are not that are making 500 dollars. okay stick up in right there 250 all right, let us say they're getting two fifty. That's the equivalent a week, and that's what one thousand dollars a month. That's a hundred and fifty thousand. How many Jamaicans are making a hundred and fifty thousand dollars right now? Yeah, but what I'm saying, some of the the, the jobs that are, that we're going to lose, the, the the technicians that do all of these. But, um, okay, I get that part. You know, I get jobs. that part, James. But let us look at the positive, right? That's what I'm trying to look at. Because if we are only going to push the negative, what we're what we're doing is embedding in people's minds that there is no hope and there is no future. When what I want to do is to see how we can put a spin on it and show people that in adversity there stems opportunity. Because no matter where we turn there is going to be adversity to some degree but how can we spin this so somebody who is tech savvy and probably only making eighty thousand dollars a month now has the in jamaica working for a jamaican company getting up every monday to friday going to work and that's all them can make but now with dependable internet connectivity they're able to make a hundred and fifty thousand jamaican yes it's going to be less than what they were making but it's still more than what they were making before how do we can we not look at that as a positive outcome out of it i don't know am i being um am i in la la land <laughs> for thinking like that you tell me we, to try and spin it so that we can see the good yes we might lose some jobs and i don't want to say all but we might lose some but those who are already in the tech industry can now say oh okay we can work and who to tell they may be able to secure remote jobs because even though it's a satellite system we still have people behind the scenes upper seeing to it that the satellites are working right and putting in codes and all of that so they may now have the opportunity to work remotely for the very company starling i don't know you let me know what what you think james no i just as i said i don't have a problem with the company i just think that the government and knowing jamaica government protecting people is always the last thing on their mind and i hope that they're trying to protect because the thing is like okay like 
things can start off good mm -hmm. and then you can switch remember like back in the days when we had the free zone um that i think it was edward siaga brought to jamaica the free zone company mm -hmm. and people used to say you know what it better you, you make little than than don't make anything and stay home and when people were not making money enough money to survive mm -hmm. you know the scammer them come out and they started stealing clothes and stuff like that and the company pack up and over sixty thousand jobs um left jamaica and go to india so like these jobs a lot of the call center like when i order pizza in in canada i'm hearing an indian voice in the background and sometimes i can't even make out the, what they're saying and these people james are you there or is it me okay. yeah no these people are willing to take like some of these people are making like 50 50 canadian dollars a week in india they are willing to take dirt money for some of these areas so like these companies they, they can make a deal and say okay we're gonna provide such as such worker and then if you're not trick with it they move them and they ship them off to, to the work to india because india is like the call center capital of the world right now and they can't even speak english properly the accent something you can't even understand them every fast food place you, you, you try to order any pizza place in canada you're hearing one of those voices and and you have to be talking over and over again for them to get the order i hear what you're so saying the same thing can happen okay hold on james so, go ahead javette because i have a comment after javette go right ahead so james i understand what you're saying but this is just the way the world is going Yep. So sooner or later, we're going to have to learn to adapt to it. Because even in the United States, our jobs have shifted overseas. Yep. And we still have to find a way to make money. That's just the, that's just the world that we live in these days. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'm going to just make this final comment and then we have to keep it moving. Love the conversation. Love the insight, James. But here's, here's the other thing we have to look at. We complain about poverty in other countries and that, you know, people are, there are no jobs there, right? And yes, that 50 Canadian that they may be making may go a far way for them. It may go a far way for them. And here is why I'm saying that. So I used to work for a credit card company and that company um, had an office in India. They set up office in India. They were able to pay half the amount of the salary. So let us say you're paying someone in the U.S. $500. They're paying someone in India $250. With the, and on top of that, the people who had the contract in India were able to provide every single employee breakfast, lunch, and dinner, depending on their shift. Some people are getting breakfast and lunch, some lunch and dinner. On top of that, they were able to get free health care. Free health care. No copay. Zero copay. So isn't it a win for them too? Whilst, you know, for companies trying to balance the scales, what do we do? Say, so don't take it because in the US, I'm a pay 500 and only, only I get 250. And then them not take it and then what happened to them people. So we got to, it's a gamble. Is it going to be a win-win for every single body? No. 
it's not. But I, I, I want to look at it that there are going to be opportunities for some who were not making anything to make something. Right? Because at the end of the day, the government is not going to give handouts. Right? Let, let, let's be real about it. They're not going to give handouts. So we have to become self-sufficient. We have to see how we can advance ourselves in every way possible. All right? So going to keep it moving. Uber Eats and Leafly team up to um, deliver cannabis in Toronto. This story courtesy of the Associated Press. Uh, food delivery app Uber Eats and Leafly have joined forces with local suppliers to offer cannabis delivery in Toronto starting on Monday. The companies say it's the first time cannabis delivery will be offered on a major third-party delivery platform. Customers 19 years and older can place the order through the Uber Eats app where it will be directed to one of three local cannabis retailers, Hidden Leaf, Minerva or Shiva's Rose. The delivery will be made by a government certified employee who will verify the age and sobriety of the customer upon arrival. In addition to keeping impaired drivers off the road, Leafly and Uber Eats say the new delivery service will help combat the illegal underground market, which they say makes up to more than 50% of non-medical cannabis sales in Ontario. Leafly, based in Seattle, is an online cannabis marketplace and information resource. Uber Eats is part of a San Francisco-based ride hailing company uber and has partnerships with 825,000 restaurants and merchants in more than 11,000 cities around the world how you feel about that one james you're up there in canada i have a big big problem with that <laughs> i'm not <Yeah>. surprised <laughs> no 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 i'm telling you like no i'm telling you i watch Remember the last time I told you, I watched these companies grow from the, the, the ground up and they come in with this nice thing like, okay, let's partner with you guys. And then as soon as the pandemic and they, they made billions of dollars, the people that they partner up with, they just kick them to the side and they start doing things on their own. That's how they operate. Like they, they, they are like, they're like sharks. They're like dragons. Like they don't, they don't take prisoners. So I have a problem with that. And for me, like, I believe that, you know, it's legal in Canada. Why are you trying to stop people from, from selling? They said 50% are people selling weed illegally. So what? Only, like, only the government should be allowed to, to, to supply weed? You know, like, if, if people are not, because there, there are no incident of people dying because, like, they're getting bad weed or, or, or whatever. You're not hearing like if, if that was the case, then you, you would say, okay, yes. But that's what they try to sell people that um, they want it to, to streamline because the government can control equality and they don't want people selling people bad weed on the street. Leave the 50% of people because the 50% of people that are selling illegally are the people that fight for it to be free and they get priced out of the system. So if they allow Uber to, to come and control, what Uber is going to do now? Uber is going to take over the system for themselves. Hold on, let me ask you a question, James. You said leave, leave the fifty percent to continue illegally, or are you asking that the fifty percent be made legal? No, leave them. Let them, them operate illegally. Why? But why not have that? Why not 
put something in place to have them operate legally instead of having them operate no, because, illegally. I'm no, not understanding. No, because no, because the way, the way it goes in Canada, the government, the government um get whatever strain of weed they want, and that's the strain of weed you get. If if somebody say like okay, like the the, the weed um that they can get from the, the 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 stores because all of the stores are run by the government, right? So all of the weed come from the same place. All the illegal weed came comes from the same place. They 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 have their different type of strain that they make, and there are people that who are hardcore weed smoker who, who say like, okay, no, that's enough for them speed. Them want something different. So they should be allowed. Like it's it's like people like the the legalize it to take the criminality out of it. So just make it legal and make the the, the people them. Where, where sell on the street, sell them, them stuff. So you are that, saying then that they should allow those who are doing it illegally to now do it legally is what you're really saying then? Well, yes, like leave them and let them know because what the government don't want, the government don't want people to grow their own weed and sell it. Any weed that you, you're selling, it has to be grown by the government. But so what, are the, not, what are the implications for selling weed illegally in, in Canada, um, James? Um, if they if they catch you with with a large portion, uh -huh. you can go to prison still. Uh -huh. But I think if, if 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 you have like just a little bit, then um, like some fine, some slap on the wrist type of thing. So people people are not going to stop. So let me ask you a question: You would prefer to sell it illegally and run the risk of getting caught and having to go to jail, than yeah, not no, because go no, ahead. because what's what's happening? When you look at like I walk past the weed store. Like there's one close to me now. Is a Chinese man own it? Me never, not even know the Chinese people smoke weed. A Chinese man. Me never see a Chinese man involved in weed before. And all of these, you know, black men and and some of the the, the other um, white male and stuff who who were selling weed in in Canada for for how long? They can't afford to buy to to, to get one of the franchise because the government priced it out out of them um, reach so that they can't afford it so like all of these guys who used to sell it for a long time they can't afford to to get the government um franchise so that's they're, they're gonna still sell it so okay all right to me to, to me to bring in to bring in a company like uber let me tell you, uber is doing everything them soon start them soon team up with a prostitute for care prostitute come here house everything them team <laughs> up with no serious they're doing drive they're doing food they're doing supermarket they're doing hardware they're doing everything trust me by next year uber prostitution <laughs> oh my gosh oh, uh -oh. <laughs> oh lord James had to keep it moving. Apple workers in Oklahoma vote to unionize in second labor win. Story courtesy of the Associated Press out of New York. Workers at an Apple store in Oklahoma City voted to unionize, marking the second unionized Apple store in the U.S. in a matter of months, according to the Federal Labor Board. The vote on Friday signaled another win for the labor movement, which has been gaining momentum since the pandemic. 56 workers at the store located at Oklahoma City's Penn Square Mall voted to be represented by the Communications Workers of America, while 
32 voted against it, according to a preliminary tally by National Labor Relations Board. The approximate number of eligible voters was 95, the board said. The Labor Board said Friday that both parties have five business days to file objections to the election. If no objections are filed, the results will be certified and the employer must begin bargaining in good faith with the union. The union victory follows a vote to unionize an Apple store in Towson, Maryland in June. That effort was spearheaded by the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers in Maryland, which is beginning to or preparing to begin formal negotiations. All right. Um. Let's see. Some happy, some not happy. What are we going to do? Our next story, the IRS wants millions to claim child tax credit stimulus funds, courtesy of WSVN. More than 9 million people and families who did not receive their advanced child tax credits, stimulus payments, and other tax rebates will soon get a letter from the IRS to claim their money. The tax credit was originally offered through President Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package. The government says some families may be leaving up to $3,600 per child unclaimed, as well as other payments owed to them. IRS Commissioner Chuck Rettig says many people who qualify for the tax benefits will need to file a 2021 federal income tax return to get the credit. We do not want people to overlook these tax credits and the letters will remind people of their potential eligibility and steps they can take, Rettig said in a statement last Thursday. The letter is printed in English and Spanish and it outlines eligibility requirements for the child tax credit and the earned income tax credit as well as others. Right, so see to it that we pass that information on as well. If anyone is eligible, that they check with their tax preparer or their accountant. Leave no stone unturned. Whatever is owed to you, get it. Because they ain't playing with you when they're coming for theirs. Ah, boy. Game changer for millions of Americans. You can now buy hearing aids over the counter. And this is our health and science news. Courtesy of CNN, Pete Couste said it was his wife who first noticed that he was turning up the TV louder than she liked. I couldn't hear the words in movies as much anymore, admitted Coast, who lives just outside Washington, D.C. Watching TV is not his only problem. In his church choir, he cannot always hear his part and get the pitch right. It has also affected his work at the Fire Safety Research Institute, a nonprofit that generates safety research. Well, the 61-year-old said he feels less effective judging audio quality when his team makes their life-saving videos for firefighters. He says it's affecting all parts of his life. He saw an audiologist who said he needed hearing aids but they would have cost him more than $6,000 and thought maybe he could wait. Well, that was seven years ago. The wait may be over for Kaust and millions of other Americans. On Monday for the first time, adults with mild to moderate hearing loss in the U.S. will be able to buy over-the-counter hearing aids. Those who are under 18 or who have severe hearing loss 
will still need a prescription. In July, President Joe Biden signed an executive order meant to promote competition. It encouraged the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to allow over-the-counter prescription-free hearing aids. Amen for that. Why should hearing aids cost $6,000? Aren't we tired of taking care, taking advantage of the, um, you know what? That's what they say it's a capitalist country. Of everybody. Yeah, of everybody is absolutely correct. Of every single person. Well, hopefully the over-the-counter cost. Um, let me see if they have it listed here to give us an idea of what. Huh, Sony has a couple of models available for $1,299. The White House said Monday that hearing aids are available or coming soon at Walgreens, CVS, Walmart, Best Buy, and Ivy, with some models priced as low as about $200 per pair. Bose has teamed up with Lexi Herring to offer a B1 model for $899 a pair. The B2 model for $999. Okay, good. So way more affordable. Way, way more affordable. And everyone will be able to feel normal, some sense of normalcy, right? $6,000. Y'all too wicked, man. Too wicked. Gonna take a quick break. When we return, we have, what do we have coming up? Yeah, Caribbean Corner. Keep it locked. This is that new Anita Suckers. Lady, I've been on the way, way, way. 
Thank you to all the listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone. Remember, for quality music while you work or play, log on to www.QMZRadio.com to help you get through your day. Thank you to everyone listening online on JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to download that Jano Radio app. J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. If you would like to be a part of the conversation, join us on Clubhouse. If you don't have the app, go ahead and download it. It is also available in Apple and Google Play stores. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up later on this evening, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, and FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. It is the Rose Solo Show, celebrating five years. Congratulations. Right after this, we have sports news and Caribbean corner. Don't forget, you can also follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and also on TikTok moments with me media. And the mean everything is M I. It's Turned Up Tuesday. We're playing today's hits and yesterday's favorites. Diplo and Miguel, we will not forget your love. And now it's time for us to get into sports news. Neymar stands trial for alleged fraud in Barcelona transfer. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera News. You know, it's the first time I'm looking at a picture of him. It's the first time I'm seeing him 
up close. Okay. All right. Brazil superstar Neymar said his manager father always handled his contracts as he took the stand at his trial in Spain over alleged irregularities in his transfer to Barca. No, I got to move the picture. I'm sorry. He's distracting me. Sorry. Got to move the picture. Let me start again. Oh. <laughs> okay, let me, you know, let me pin the link at the top. I don't know if it's... Are you blushing? Moments. Pin the link to me in mind, please. I want to giggle too. I'm going to blush. I won't be selfish, ladies. I will not be selfish. Good God. Mm. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm on mute. Oh, mute, mute. <laughs> really, though? <laughs> Is he going to jail? I hope you read this story. Be I mean, fine. Mm. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Oh, oh Lord, you know what? Forgive me, Father, I have sinned. <laughs> clearly, clearly. <laughs> it's not a bad sin. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Y'all are not good for me at all. Ladies, click the link at the top of the page, okay? So let me, I have to block out the picture. So back to business. Brazil superstar Neymar has said his manager father always handled his contracts as he took the stand at his trial in Spain over alleged irregularities in his transfer to Barcelona in 2013. He's 30 years old. He is no longer a child. Um, yeah, he said, my father has always been in charge of contract negotiations. That's what the 30-year-old told the Barcelona court at a hearing on Tuesday. I sign what he tells me to. He also said he did not remember if he took part in the negotiations, which led to an agreement sealed in 2011 with Barcelona over his transfer two years later to the Catalan side from Brazilian club Santos. Spanish prosecutors are seeking a two-year prison term. Oh, no, we got to save him. Um, yeah, for him, a key member of the Brazil team that will be heading to the World <laughs> Cup in Qatar next month. And the payment of 10 million euro. Can we just find him the 10 million euro and keep it? Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. How tall is he? Uh, uh, whew, hold on. I'm sweating. <laughs> I don't know if it's menopause or if it's Neymar. <laughs> okay, so born February 5th, 1992 in Sao Paulo, Brazil. He's 5'9". <laughs> yeah, he's 5'9". He's Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Moments, are you there? Yes, I am. You, you want to send me this story and let me finish it for you? What do you want to do? Breathe? The simulator? What do you need? I'm sweating. That's. <laughs> oh, Lord. You know what? Where was I? Where was I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he didn't know his father gives him contracts. He signs them. Blah blah. blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, so 
I believe he is lying. I believe he is lying and he was fully involved in what's going on. He knows where he wants to go. He's lying. Throw him throw him in jail. Make him pay ten million dollars. Liar. Oh gosh. Oh Lord. Jeez, um, have mercy. Neymar is one of nine defendants on trial on corruption-related charges. Among them is... You can click the link, Russell. <laughs> so Neymar is one of nine defendants on trial on corruption-related charges. Among them, his parents and their N&N &N company, which manages his affairs. He had originally been set to testify on either October 21 or 28, but the Barcelona court hearing the case agreed to bring forward his hearing to avoid a clash with his commitments with PSG. The player spent two hours at the court on Monday on the opening day of the trial before he was excused by the judge after his lawyers argued he needed to rest after playing on Sunday night. The player scored the only goal of the League One match against Marcel. Yeah, he I needs. I can watch him play soccer. I can watch him he, play. He, he needs to rest. rest. Well, according to Sonetti, he's resting in jail. So there we have it. He can teach soccer in behind the wall right. or something. They're gonna play with a lot of boys. He's not a twenty-year-old. This is not his first time in the league. This is nonsense. <gasps> you were involved. Oh Lord, why Sonetti has come down hard for himself? Because you, there you go, it's another man trying to pull wool over your eyes. That's BS, <gasps> dude. Come on. Yeah. You knew you had involvement. But when you look at it, though, who just signs documents? And so you're telling me that your father didn't read? You trust your dad, yes, okay? Parents step up and do, do the right thing, are supposed to do the right thing by their children. So you, the father, you didn't see to it that he was signing to something that was legal? You must have known um, Neymar, in all seriousness. You must have known. He knew where so, he wanted to go. He said, Daddy, make it happen. Yeah. And here's who you talk to and talk to this guy because I make connection with these people on the field. I do not trust that for one minute. Yeah. Yeah. So how many sports stars and music stars leave things up to their parents, even though their parents may not have the education? to understand what's really um, being written on these documents they're signing. There's a lot of them that unfortunately get in trouble for that. Mm. Yeah. Gotta do better, folks. Do better, do better. You gotta pay the people that have the actual knowledge. Yep. And let your family members do something else if they don't have the knowledge. Or, you know, what they could do, Javette, what I would probably recommend is that you be alongside those who are being paid so you can learn learn listen if something doesn't sound right if something sounds a little uh, iffy ask questions if you want your family involved have them work alongside so that they can learn the ins and outs of the business and do things the right way so that in the end you are not being jeopardized because the, all fingers are going to point to you because how is he going to say, well, your father and you're telling me you didn't know? How do you really get out of that? Seems a little weird, right? Yeah. Pay the cost, cutie. You got to pay the cost. Um, I hope they only find you, though. I'm not going to lie. I really hope they just find you. You know, they don't throw you in jail. But um, whatever happens, happens. It's time for a career. Yeah. Moment. I don't, I don't moment. That's not nice. That. 
Yeah. What? What's not nice? If he, if, if, if he never looks so nice, you'd have, you'd have just said something to jail. No. If he wasn't pretty, you'd say something. You would have no. said something to jail. No. 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 Oh, okay. All right. No. All right. It got right is right, no. wrong is wrong. Here's me. Who I don't think he's that pretty. Um, I don't think that he should go to jail for something like that. He needs to pay a fine and he need to get counseling and deal with with things. Maybe counseling is strong, but they need to figure out how to properly do deals better and stop trying to pull wool over people's eyes. But I don't believe that that requires jail time. There's enough black people or brown people in jail that we don't need another one there. But he needs to pay a fine for um for misleading people and trying to pretend that he wasn't smart enough to know what he's doing. So pay the ten million euro fine then, um, Sonet. He's got it. You know how you yeah. know how much oh, money yeah. this man has. He's, he's got it. Pay the fine and 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 stay and stay in the line next time and don't try to try to. Plus, he's thirty years old. How much longer is his career? Sorry to say, so he's an athlete. Yeah, yeah. Who is the oldest playing soccer star? Anyone knows? I don't know. Okay. So Pele 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 what was his name? Hmm. Pele doesn't play anymore. Oh no, I was mean. guessing. I was just taking a I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's a um I'm gonna have to Google that. Google Yeah. Google says um Kazushi. King Kazu Mayuri is still going at 55. Where's he from? Where's he from? The world's oldest professional soccer player, the oldest active professional soccer player in football. Jap- Japan. Japan. He's Japanese. I heard Kazuki. I was like, is that a Japanese? Japanese. 55. Wow. How does he look in his face? How does he look? How, do, how does he look? No, seriously, does he look young? Because you have some people who are 55 but look like they're in their 40s. I'm 55. You're the, you, listen, you're a goddess. But you know, he's, he's Japanese. So. Um, He looks 55. He looks 55. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put his name in the chat. Everybody yes. else can decide. Yes, please, please do. Okay, so it's time for Caribbean Corner. First up in Caribbean Corner, Canada-U.S. sent military equipment to crisis-torn Haiti. Excuse me. This story is courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Canada and the United States have sent security equipment, including tactical and armored vehicles, to Haiti to help the country tackle a political, economic, and security crisis, according to a joint statement. This equipment will assist the HNP, the Haitian National Police, in their fight against criminal actors who are fomenting violence and disrupting the flow of critically needed humanitarian assistance, hindering efforts to halt the spread of cholera, read the statement released on Saturday by the two countries. 
The Pan American Health Organization said last week that cholera is resurging in Haiti with a rising number of confirmed and suspected cases, nearly a quarter of which are among young children. With a concentration of cases in areas where violence is escalating, making access difficult, experts warn that the real scale may be much worse than expected. There are more than 560 suspected cases of cholera, some 300 hospitalizations, and at least 35 deaths, with experts warning the numbers are likely much higher than what is being reported. The security equipment arrived as Haiti, the poorest nation in the... And I, I'm leaving that statement out. The security equipment arrived as Haiti is facing political turmoil and a coalition of gangs preventing the distribution of diesel and petrol. Most transport is halted, with looting and gang shootouts becoming increasingly common. In mid-September, gangs surrounded a key fuel terminal to demand Prime Minister Ariel Henry's resignation and to protest a spike in petroleum prices after his administration announced it could no longer afford to subsidize fuel. Is that the right call? I agree with you, President. Tech here to Fidale House at this point. <clears throat> Excuse me. I totally agree. <sighs> what is the answer? What is the answer? I truly believe that the I mean, you know, some of these states um and government that, you know, supposedly try to help or assist or intervene um you know with the area i mean just based on you know how you know the state of the country is or has been i mean i i can't i can't i have not seen where you know they would essentially want <clears throat> you know want the country to to to, <laughs> to essentially become any better than what it is today um you know just just by the different efforts um, or lack of effort, really, um, you know um, that you know that they, that they really that they, that they, that they don't essentially show. Um, I will, there's a documentary or a vlogger that that has been in Haiti since um, for the past couple of months, for the past two two months, um, and he's currently in there. And he normally show um, you know just play by play, you know. Uh, his day in Haiti. Um, of course, he's from. Um, I think he's all right. He's from South Africa or somewhere. Um, you know, outside of Haiti. And you know, just hearing the actual stories of the the, 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 the people and the citizens in Haiti, and you know, it you know, <laughs> it, it 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 show you how much you know um how much outside has basically our outsiders has basically literally left intervened and left the country in like you know deplorable conditions and almost literally i mean basically it's on from 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 their voice it, it just sounds like if you know like they're just left to fend for themselves um you know and even even in one of his documentaries you know he was even showing you know the, the, the capital the city itself you know downtown you know port of Put up on right, you know the city in itself, right? The the, the condition of the city, like the, the capital, right? And you know just how it's literally just eradicating, like literally, you know, 
citizens like dean it's almost as if you know there there's i mean there's there's no lack there's no control you know and the lack of control there so it's like you know when they come up with the different um you know supposedly intervention that they're trying to say all right you know we're going to send this or send that or whatnot it's it, it's literally to the point where just looking at some of these videos or some of the doc, um the, the the documentaries um the videos that he did the vlog that he did mm-hmm. i mean is you know one of the people one of one of the actual citizens themselves i think he was a tour guide he was like i mean he is literally a field state at this point in time you know it's literally a field state so it it, it sounds as if even the, the citizens themselves are like you know it's it's almost like it's far gone to the point to, um at this point in time no know? return it's like it's almost like a point of no no return. When 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 I was watching the video, I was I was seeing the, the vlogger. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the citizens there. He was a, he was a tour guide, right? He was a tour guide for for the guy there, right? And to the point where by the guy literally broke out tears. It was as if you know, it's like even though he's showing him around and you know, he's like literally taking him through the dangerous of the most dangerous cities in Haiti, literally. Yeah talking about um where you know broad daylight you see people basically i get kidnapped and all of them things literally in one of his videos he witnessed a kidnapping right there in broad daylight so it's like you know when you get the sense of the condition you know and not being there myself but through you know just his vlogs and all of that it's like i say you know it's like to the point of no return so when you're when when, when they're saying that they're going to make effort to send this and send that i mean what <laughs> I mean, what significance is it going to make to to based on the condition of the country in which in where it is right at this very minute? That's why I sometimes just feel like saying, you know, they really take it for poppy for for dolly out because you know they may just say, are you know they going to send this or they going you know send relief effort here or there or whatever? But I mean, to what ends? Are, you know, what 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 is it going to um result in? You know, no. yeah. Oh, um, I don't know when this is going to end for them. I don't know. I know that they're asking for the resignation and they are asking for his resignation, but they're, we're not hearing who the replacement should be and why said recommended person should be the president. You know, they're, they're protesting the subsidized gas being taken away from them yeah but uh, i don't know it's It's uh, always something with them um prezi it's always i don't know Mm -hmm. i I don't know but you wonder you wonder like where you know as in like you know where where does it end or you know will there ever be an end will there ever be an end And is, the, is is it right for the U.S. and Canada to be involved? Shouldn't it be probably somebody else? Because there is already a bad taste in everyone's mouth, especially when it comes to the U.S., right? Because they are, to a large degree, being blamed, being held responsible for Haiti's current state of affairs. So do we want the said person turning around and offering assistance? Is that what we really want, Percy? No, I, don't, I mean, I can't, I can't see the U.S. assistance being, you know, some, some coming from somewhere of, 
uh, being genuine. I really can't see just just from historical um, just from a historical perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, I just can't see them intervening or being you know having their hand in whatever he is doing. You know, or having their work. best interest at heart, Prez. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So Geely put in the chat that they need to stop suffocating Haiti with so much aid. They already killed their rice industry. I didn't even know that Haiti had a rice industry, so I learned something new today. Thank you, Geely. appreciate that. I had no clue they had a rice industry. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think the u.s should be so quick to want to quote unquote help and i'm just gonna leave it right there yeah i i think i think the optics um look bad because we're looking at ukraine and yeah they're sending military stuff for ukraine but they're sending billions of dollars in aid so i feel like it it would be a bit more digestible like if they were sending aid along with um with help for the for the um for the police force because the, the the force the army and the force really need the help but the fact that they're not sending like you, you don't hear anything about like a 10 billion dollar package going there along with 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 the military help it 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 kind of it looks bad because but we're looking in real time when when ukraine is getting billions of dollars so at least, you know, I think people over there or people in the diaspora would feel a bit more um, like, okay, maybe, um, you know, things are turning around and they're willing to help now if, if they were sending, you know, aid alongside with the military assistant. But why do you think, think they're not be? sending the, if the, you know, the financial aid? And, and here's my feeling. I think they, they feel that there's too much corruption and that the money will not go to the intended purpose. Go ahead, Prezi. Right. I was saying that the U.S. has sent um, a significant amount of aid, you know, billions to Haiti over the past decade, basically. I mean, literally billions. But, you know, the, I guess the, the as, you, as, as you, you mentioned, uh, Michelle, like in terms of, you know, where are you seeing the billions actually being utilized, you know, I mean, because if you're if you're supplying billions to a country, I mean, the country should not basically be in the way this the condition in which it is currently. Right. So, you know, I mean, there's there's accountability issue, um, and you know, as a result of that, you know, anything about it, you just don't know what side, <laughs> what side the accountability issue is coming from. Because yeah, the US the US have the money for certain, but I mean, it's like you know. I mean, how is it that they are sending the funds, right, and ensuring that, you know, that fund is basically distributed accordingly and managed accordingly, right? So it's like, you know, so it's like you have questions on both sides, you know, all right, from sending sending in, you know, are you ensuring that when whosoever receives this fund, it, the money essentially is being, um, you know, distributed accordingly. And I also believe that, the funds that are being sent are probably a part of what put puts it, especially from an economical, um, you know, standpoint. You know, the pressure that it probably brings on them as well, because I know the US don't send them money for free. 
right? <laughs> so, you know, in sending them the funds, what are the terms for these funds? Yep. You know, what are the terms yep. when they send these billions of dollars? You understand what I'm saying? Yep. So it could be a case whereby they had they, 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 they would have to then know they could have they could I mean it's probably not being said, but they could probably have some level of control on, you know, their level of um the export or they are what they import, you know, kinda of basically having their hands on, you know, what they can or cannot do from a regulation standpoint. So, you know, so that's what I'm saying, you know, I think the accountability comes from both ends and I think we're probably seeing one side but not, but, but not the other side. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Thank I think historically too. Sorry. No, go ahead, Kevrock. Go ahead. No, I think historically too, um, Haiti has just suffered from a lot of coups from desolences come right up. And it's it's ironic that, you know, there's been talk about sending, you know, um, arms and stuff. Uh, aid, of course, but the, the, the gangs who are there, um, you know, uh, those arms that they have, where did those, those arms come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and U.S. has always supported different um factions of uh of haiti to 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 place puppets in power Mm -hmm. you know so so the accountability i don't think they really want to help the people and people who sometimes um the the people they put in in power there initially seem as if they want to help the people and then they become puppets to the to the to the puppet masters and it's, it's like a perpetual cycle um don't know what's the solution, but for the for the common man of of Haiti, we just have to help on a micro level, however that whatever that looks like, and pray for them. Yeah, you know they, that's the unfortunate situation there. Unfortunate indeed. Yeah, man, go right ahead, and last. then we're gonna move on. Go right ahead. Just have right one ahead. last point, historical level. I just remember that um, I, I literally had, um just kind of did some research on just Haiti and just, you know, why they are the way they are currently. And that's why I say everything is is based on history because um, I think it was probably, um, I was uh, going to say in the article, um, Michelle, it was basically talking about, you know, the U.S. invasion, um, you know, of Haiti pretty much back in the the 1900s, like 1930s, they are about, and pretty much it just kind of gives you like a whole perspective of in terms of you know just how the u.s had their um pretty much them rape them in other yeah. words you know basically just literally rape them in terms of all their resources right from that period of time and it basically left them in a position whereby they were dependent they had to be dependent so it's like they came in took all their resources, their banks and everything, and literally it's almost like, you know, they would kind of quote-unquote hold them hostage, and the only way they could basically oblige is basically to do whatever the U.S. basically um, instructed them to do, right? So basically meaning, you know, how they would basically have some level of control in terms of, you know, their economy and, you know, their banks and literally any single thing you can think of, <laughs> you know, they, they literally had that level of control over the country. So I read, so that's why I said everything dates back to history. Send right? it to and me, please, Yes, please send it, it to it, me. It was very interesting. It was very interesting because, I mean, it's like you can't, 
like seeing this is like you're saying that it doesn't make sense but it had to start from somewhere because a country cannot i can't see a country that you know to, to the magnitude or to like you know how you know resourceful because in my opinion majority of these caribbean countries are extremely resourceful and probably dependent on their self based on the natural resources that they have available to them so it's like you're saying you know how is it that you know a country that probably has a lot of these natural resources are just having you know these these, these economical and these social issues and unrest yeah so 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 yeah it's an article, yeah. so to close off that that story what i'm gonna say is there is a price for defiance there is a price for defiance and you're deemed defiant if you are not falling in line with what your oppressors want from you right how dare you step outside and color outside the lines how dare you want to stand up and be independent how dare you want to call yourself a nation right so that is what it is you are being punished for your defiance and we are going to suppress you and keep you down and oppress you for however long it takes that that's pretty much what this is a clear example of what that is haiti paying the price to this day for leading the revolution right so ah oh boy we just have to continue to pray for them and um we're going to have to keep... It. Oh, Fabian, go ahead, and then we just keep it moving. One last comment, and then we move on. I'll okay. keep it brief moments. Yeah. Uh, you know, we look at all this political t uh, uh, turmoil all the time. It seems like every couple of years, uh, Haiti is really, you know, burning this, burning that. And um, we have to also understand that is a select amount of families actually run Haiti, not these governments. These governments are, are many... Uh, these puppet regimes are put in place to appear as if but the truth is all this chaos actually benefits a select few and that's why it has never been changed that's just my opinion thank another, you another valid point thank you so much fabian thank you for that our next story courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com jamaican cleared of plot to sell stolen british army ammo interesting a jamaican who rose through the ranks of the british army to become the highest ranking enlisted soldier in the elite unit responsible for protecting the late queen was recently cleared of a plot to sell ammunition stolen from the army according to the website forces.net warrant officer kirtland gill 42 was due to become the first black regimental sergeant major in the cold streams guards recognizable by the distinctive red jackets and black bearskin hats before he was arrested in a police sting operation the married father of two who served in Iraq and Afghanistan was acquitted of conspiracy to sell or transfer ammunition and possession, possession rather, of a prohibited weapon charge. After a Turkish self-loading pistol was found in his garden shed, a jury at Southwark Crown Court returned the verdict in July 2022 after seven hours and 17 minutes of deliberations. Gil, the son of a fisherman and a dressmaker in Jamaica, was accused of plotting with fellow Jamaican-born Lance Sergeant Rajon Graham, 
to sell a total of 309 millimeter bullets wrapped in baker foil sandwich bags for 5,800 pounds in cash to an officer posing as a serious criminal involved in the drugs trade. Graham, who was responsible for the ceremonial kit used by the Coldstream Guards, including swords and bearskins, at Wellington Barracks near Buckingham Palace, admitted four counts of selling ammunition between December 7, 2020 and January 28, 2021. Graham was again arrested two weeks after entering his guilty pleas for giving someone a revolver loaded with two live rounds at a party in Tottenham, North London on December 27 last year. Gill denied the allegations against him. A former tutor at the Sandhurst Officers Training Academy, Gill was accused of using his role as quartermaster sergeant technical to get access to live bullets issued for firing practice to sell on the criminal black market. But giving evidence, Gill claimed he had no knowledge of the plot. He said his friend Graham, who would visit his family home for barbecues or to play dominoes and help find clients for Gill's business selling car parts, had left the pistol in his shed. He's leading a double life, he said of Graham. I would even question if he is mentally stable. Sounds like he was being set up to me. I don't know. Why would somebody go into your shed? That seems deliberate. Just seems intentional. My thoughts. Also, while I'm on that story out of the UK, there I saw something pop up. Not sure how true it is, but worth looking into. It's on TikTok. UK recruiters are in Jamaica. C-H-A-P-C-A-R-N. Um, give ILDS Jamaica a call. They're, they're recruiting for PCA. PCA is what? Patient, patient care? What's the A for? I don't know. Uh, CHA, what does that stand for? I know RN, registered nurse, but not sure what PCA stands for. But the company ILDS Jamaica, um, they are currently recruiting for positions in the UK. You know what? Let me jump on Google here. Personal care assistant. Ah, thank you. Thank you, Javet. That makes sense. And CHA would be what? Whoever wrote C- the article needs to, be, needs to be hanged. That's not right. It's not I'm right. I'm going to put an article like that. I mean, no, because you now people have to look up stuff. If you want people to get the <laughs> job, you should like write it out. No, no, it's on TikTok. It's it just popped up on TikTok. So, you know, you don't get much there. So. Let me see. (laughs) ILDS. Why choose ILDS Jamaica? It's a professional recruiting company that specializes in recruiting Jamaicans and people from the Caribbean for international employers. So that's their website. Um, Yeah, look into it. If anyone is interested in passing the information on, look into it. Their website is ildsjamaica.com connecting um, professionals with international clients out of Japan, China, Europe, and North America. It's worth a shot. You know, people are looking for opportunities. Uh, just popped up here. on. Um, so they're looking for C-H-A-P-C-A-R-N. Give I-L-D-S Jamaica a call. Their telephone number 876-649-8533. 
or 876-813-8090. ILDS Jamaica. People need jobs. People are saying they're not making enough money. Well, let's embark on opportunities if they're there. All right. Um, never heard of this gentleman, reggae artist, Secure Guyan. I Is that how his name is pronounced? Am I right? Anybody familiar with him? Secure. He's a reggae artist. He died in an accident in St. Mary. Um, in Boscoville, St. Mary, on Sunday morning, the Constabulary's Corporate Communications Unit confirmed the incident, but had no details about the circumstances surrounding his death. Social media users reacted to the news with people writing RIP and SIP. Secure, whose real name is Ralston Richards, hailed from the farming village of Plowden in Manchester. It was while attending New Forest Primary and junior high school that he fell in love with music. He recorded his first demo at age 16. His debut single, Farewell, was with reggae artist Turbulence. Over the years, he continued to hone his craft, recently releasing Baby Oil with his wife, Sunshine Velvet. Some of his other songs include Success Prayer, Too Much, and Nana. Anybody familiar with him? Ever heard about him? It's the first time I'm hearing about him. Reggae artist secure. G-Y-A-N apostrophe I. Guyanai. I don't know. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. In our desire to be unique, I get lost. I don't know. Um, Empo- like Gianni. Gianni. Okay. Gianni. G-I-A-N-A-I. Okay. G-Y-A-N apostrophe I. Maybe he's, he's the arrestor? Uh, I don't know if I say him here. Look like right. it plateau. <laughs> okay. All right. So maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of him. Sorry. Me neither. So, okay. Let me see if I can find what, one of his songs that they listed here. Success Prayer. Let me see if I can find that. Are you familiar with him? Anybody? Is Kay here? If, oh, go ahead, Kay. If, if all these general DJs in this room have not heard of him, it's safe to say he's not on a radar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I found a song. I found a song. It's on Pandora. So I found the one, Success Pearl. Let, let, let's see. Let's play this one and let's see if we've ever heard it before. Love Star Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Father God, me I beg you a favor. Me want to wake and see what he share Have a whole family if you take care of. So God, me I beg you make me reach the area. Father God, me I beg you a favor. Help me share me part my neighbor. So without a doubt, prior are the proof Don't pray for this and know what time to make the move The youth them have to win, no I no time to lose Two road before you know which one to choose Father God I seek your strength I pray for nothing else than the means to help myself Father God me I beg you a favor No one for wake and see what if I share a whole family if you take care of So God, me I beg you make me reach the area Father God, me I beg you a favor Help me share me part my neighbor In respect for see a failure Father, me I beg you make me bust the area 
give me the guns, give me the range and the pens them Better life we want for we kids them Mama upgrade from the zinc fence I know that they own a business Sing from me out for my fans You can relate, put up your hands Blessing a flow upon everyone My face the rest 2021 Father God, me I beg you a favor No one for wake and see what if I share a a whole family fi take care of So God me I beg you make me reach that area Father God me I beg you a favor Help me share me bad my neighbor In respect fi see a failure Father me I beg you make me bust that area Father I like that song. I, I, I absolutely love that song. Success Prayer. Who sing the song with um Secure Gianni, I think Sonette said his so S Y C U R E um G Y A N I Secure Success Prayer. So on Pandora, he has seven songs. Um, his real name is uh, Ralston Richards, and he died in a motor vehicle accident in Boscobel, St. Mary, on Sunday morning. We need more voices like this. We need to hear more voices like his. His song is powerful indeed. Speaks to what's going on, but with a positive spin. The message is truly powerful. I'm loving it. Um, Kev Rock, Mad Libran, Naturalist, and I need to pull it, put it in now on no, um playlist. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Definitely gone too soon. Definitely gone too soon. I hope they'll play his songs more. First time hearing about him, first time hearing that song, and I will definitely be listening to the rest of his songs. So the other songs are Jagide, um, Africa, We Need You. In a Babylon, only a bend, bend rather, wish granted, and Africa. Yeah, those are his songs. All right. So sorry to hear about his passing. Our next story out of um, St. Vincent and the Grenadines the Empire State Building to light up in SVG National flag colors the colors of the national flag of saint vincent and the grenadines will adorn the iconic empire state building later this month when the caribbean nation marks 43 years of independence the consulate general of saint vincent and the grenadines in new york says the public can witness the inaugural flag raising ceremony at bowling green new york on october 27 from 1 30 p.m Later that evening, a gathering will be held at a venue to be announced to view the lighting of the iconic Empire State Building in the colors of the national flag of St. Vincent and the Grenadines at 5.58 p.m. 
A message from the consulate said, let's come out in our national colors and stand proud and strong as we demonstrate our love and support for our beloved SVG. Looking forward to seeing you there. Our resilience, our fortitude, our people is the theme under which activities to celebrate the 43rd anniversary of independence for SVG will be held. That's nice. And the colors you're going to see are going to be blue, yellow, and green. Looking forward to seeing that. We got my country. <laughs> Which country? Which part of you come from? SVG. Stop me, Awagonis. No, Jamaica, you come from. I've been sanctioning me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't tell you what I was going to say, but okay. So next story out of Trinidad and Tobago, government cracking down on child labor. The Ministry of Labor is stepping up its monitoring and investigative activities following a flurry of reports of children under 16 working. The Ministry's Labor Inspectorate has taken point on this action and, and is working closely with the Children's Authority and other agencies to provide the relevant support. The increased monitoring follows feedback from a perception survey that highlighted several incidents across the country of children under 16 working. The purpose of the survey was to raise awareness and gather information from the public on incidents, perceptions, and beliefs on child labor in Trinidad and Tobago. The ministry reminded parents and employers that it is against the law to have a child below the age of 16 working. Good job on that. I applaud them for stepping up on that. But I do also have a question. And I'm going to turn this over to Jamaica. Is there such a law in place that no child under 16 should be working in Jamaica? And if so, why do we have children on the streets at intersections wiping windows? Why isn't it that the government's current and past have not sought to it that these children were in school? Provide them with uniforms, provide them with books, provide them with meals, and make sure that they are in school. Why are they entertained at intersections to be there to hustle, to look after themselves, and in many cases, to look after families? Is there that law in Jamaica? Anybody know? Okay, so we're going to jump on to Google. Child labor laws in Jamaica. Because if... There is such a law, no government, neither PNP or JLP or any other to come in the future, should condone children at intersections wiping windshields for a living to feed themselves. Every single child ought to be in school and it should be the government's responsibility. I'm okay with paying taxes and you using the tax money to take care of them. I'm okay with that. Why do we have them on our street corners and at major intersections risking their lives? Why is that allowed to happen? Anybody have the answer? Okay. So I'm jumping on Google. Child labor laws in Jamaica. Hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Jamaica child labor manual and rapid reference card. Okay, let me go here. Minimum age for formal employment is 15 years old. So why am I seeing children younger than that at intersections in Jamaica? Earning a living. That's crazy. Especially halfway tree is it's, it's quite something. And, you know, every time I go down and I see that, it's still as jarring as the first time I've seen it. And these kids, some as young as who knows what age, seven, eight years old, uh, navigating traffic, and it, it, it's you're, it's damn, damn it's, it's shameful. It's shameful. That'd be a great question for for one of the politicians. Why haven't you not written a bill to do something about something, something, a start? Yeah. I never thought of it. And this needs a law. This definitely needs a law. Whose attention do we bring it to? Ministry of Education? Who handles welfare in Jamaica? What ministry handles child welfare in Jamaica? Well, or Division of Labor laws. It has to be somebody in there that could, that could but uh, maybe both. Both and let them work it out. But, I mean, to have so many politicians and not one has taken up this cause is really incredible. I think it's a cause that needs to be addressed. Because every single politician has at some point, if you're in country and you have to go to town, right, for your meetings, you see them. If you're in town, you see them every day. And no politician has ever, neither PNP nor GLP, none of them ever say, no man, something all right. I never liked seeing them. Never liked seeing the children. I was living in Kingston. Never liked seeing them. Why are you not in a school? Mother not have it in her father. No, no, my father. There. Is there like a, a shelter for uh, these kids? Because some of them are homeless. And some of them home situation is not the best. So I, I think even before we start talking about them being in school, we have to talk about the living condition. Because um, if the living condition is not right, they wouldn't even be able to make it to school. So some of them living condition is just not right. Um, the home is not right. And some of them are homeless. Some of them don't live nowhere. Some of them sleep in the market at night and stuff like that. So uh, I think it's uh, more of a welfare issue before we ever get to the education part. So in that case, then, Dre, shouldn't there be some division that looks out for these children, see to it that they are cared for, put them in homes, get them into children's homes, something. Definitely. And, um, and then see the to their education. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I know they have the Alpha. I don't know if they still have it, but I know back then they had the Alpha Boys Homes, uh, which a lot of our great musicians come from out of that that home but um i don't know how that works i don't know if they still have it in jamaica you know but yeah uh i, I think that's the focus first is to uh get them shelter and make sure that they're cared for so but i don't know how that situation work with you know the the boys home or the children homes uh, and stuff like that but i think that's the first step I refuse to believe that they pass them by and they don't care. I, I refuse to believe. Because I know. Go ahead. Go right ahead, um, Fabian. A moment. 
Yeah, isn't everybody a parent? Just about all these politicians are parents, or most, most of them, of them I would are. Imagine. Yeah, most so of them are. that alone, most that's a child out there, man. Come on. Yeah, go ahead, Kalisha. I was going to. I've, I've been listening. I was going to say to you that um, it's a very nuanced situation because. Uh, a lot of these children that you see out here, a lot of them are sent out here by the dance in their communities oh. to make work at the supplies. A lot of them, a lot of the young men who work there have to go back to their communities and pay their dues to the dance when you see them out there. So it's a it's a system, systematic kind of thing. And yeah, we can say about the government taking them, but the government can't just go and snatch a child from a parent. It's a procedure. You'd have to go to court and you have to prove the parent unfit. And that takes long because the system is long. And then also we already have a situation where a lot of these homes are not being run according to our, what would be considered good standards. So I, I'll tell you this, I've never been one who believe in putting I've never been one who believe in taking children away from their parents unless it's in dire situations because in many instances you put them in the government system and they get lost in the system just the same mm. um, ideally I, I would support a system where you provide the support for the parent so that the parent can be the best version of themselves to them but that also will cost a lot of money. So it's very nuanced. A lot of them will tell you that even their own mothers send them out there to beg. You know, I've seen them. And my first question was, why are you not in school? The mother said, I come out here, so come beg. And the reality is, yeah, for us, we're looking at it from the, 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 the legal standpoint. Yeah, they are working. But you have to be able to prove that the child is working in the first place. You know what I mean? To, to, for, from a legal perspective, they would have to be doing some formal type of work for you to say, oh, you're in breach of the law. Because if you catch a child out there, sell candy, I'm going to tell you, no, I'm just going to buy it for self, my friend, them, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to point and assist in the body or employ him or anything like that. So you can't necessarily trace it back. It's a very difficult thing to clamp down on. Wow. So, Jamaica. not as simple as oh, so so much for me and my wishful thoughts right yeah, yeah but we can do something i, I mean to just say you know i mean just to say this and that uh, then we'll never do anything exactly. but at least no, no, we're, I'm, we're, not, we're, I'm not saying no you know right. I'm not saying no 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 i understand that no no i'm not do, I, I, addressing you Kalisha. You, you had some very very valid points but I'm saying that this has gone on so long. This this halfway tree scene has been there forever. We've seen it since forever, right? Mm -hmm. And that nobody has picked up this cause <laughs> is, as I said, is just incredible. From Washington okay. Boulevard, imagine coming from country, me a little country girl, going to con going to Kingston, um, probably every other Saturday sometimes, right? And as you hit Washington Boulevard and you see that the children run into wash off the windscreen of a vehicle and you look at them and then you're like wow wow and you just see it going on and so i lord bless me with some money do i beg because you want to say okay your mother send you out there for make money here where you do come make a gear the money 
But I want you guys to more moments. May I tell you this for true? You're very idealistic. <laughs> and I tell you this. <laughs> and, and nothing's wrong with that because we all hope for the ideal. You know what I mean? Myself included. Yeah. But you know, when you pull off this child off the street and you give him money to go to school today, who's going to provide the money for his little sister and brother who him have to beg for feed? Can I say something? Yes, please. <laughs> hope. Morning, morning. Yeah. <laughs> everybody so i i just want to say something all right so i want to ask kalisha probably can answer this because when i was a kid right i remember when i was a kid my mom and my father was going through some like a divorce thing and i remember my mother said she got carry him to a family court and she didn't you know my grandmother cried like a baby she did take my dad to family court for him to pay child support which was so i'm asking and and also my mom when she was having she said boy i'm gonna take the picnic and go a place of safety Place a safety back then would be like what we have over here in America, where you call the children's services, who they step in, you know, right? Te, te. So, my question is this because I'm old, like Matuda. Sorry, guys. So, I probably be talking about shit or back up. But my question is this has we have moved forward? Because back then it was really rough for my mother to try to do this and rate it because it was not a popular thing. People never really get invested to carry their mango at children. So, they, were, they weren't even using the systems like it wasn't even there. So, my question is. As we move forward into the 20th century, have Jamaica not set up anything for advocacy for kids where, and, and, and disenfranchised, you know what I'm saying? Children and parents and the whole vibration. So to offset the idea of a mother feeling so pressured to so have to put, because I've seen mothers themselves put children out there for go wash care windshield back then. So my question is this, haven't there anything set up into the fiber of Jamaica's structure for these children and these parents to help them so like Kalisha said because if you, if you just take them off of the street and send one pit and go to school it doesn't solve the problem it would have to be a situation that is injected into the system for the whole who find themselves into um these desolate places with them children and them family mm. not, not really get yeah I, I get what you're saying thank you good question oh, go ahead, Kalisha. But, but one better than zero you know <laughs> yeah, you're one, one life at least one life Let better than zero. the reason why i said this i've watched a mother so frustrated that she tip over the fucking edge and she figures it oh hold on one second um hope we're on air we're on radio here oh, so we have I, said so so sorry i'm so sorry yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. but she i watched this happen now when i was growing up in jamaica and i'm thinking it's still happening based on how you guys are speaking she was so frustrated with the overload of having all these children and them parents, them father and daddy. And so what the oldest kid resort to stealing. Because when you feed one child and starve another, you're going to have issues. So him start to steal. So he would do things like him suck out the milk out of the can. And she's so frustrated. So she'll teach him a lesson for no teeth. And she put him fight him hand in the fire coal. I nearly dead. Mm. She put him hand in the fire. I'm him named Eddie. I write a story about Eddie. I always do that. But she put Eddie fire hand in the fire. And let me tell you something. Everybody come for no Eddie in the half a tree. Eddie run when he never come back home. And no matter how we see her, we say, Miss Vanico, you know, go for Eddie. She never go for Eddie. Eddie group. He's probably still, if I call right now, Eddie still be one of the, if he's not dead, if something, somebody not kill him or something. But she threw him out, a little eight year old boy, threw him out of her house because he sucked out the, the milk. Now, to me, she needed help. What was going on with her so much that she could have did this wicked thing to her own son just because he's hungry and squeezed out like a milk. So I said this to say, 
while the children need help, then parents even, because of them parents, you know, even overloaded, where can sit down and put your picnic hand in a fire just because they squeeze out the milk out of one can. Yeah, I just wanted to learn. That, that's hard. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Hope. Go ahead, Kalisha, because I know she had, um, Hope had posed a question to you. Go right ahead. All right, so two parts to this. One, Hope, to answer your question, not much has changed. Not much has changed. The system is still here to take the fathers to court. But in Jamaica, I think the minimum now is $2,000 a week per child, um, which is the minimum is what you must pay, irrespective of whether or not you have a job. You have to pay $2,000. Okay. Um, how it works is you can take them to court. The system is sure, but it is slow. And it is so slow that it doesn't make sense for some people. Because many other men will go there one day will lie about their income. They're there, they do odd jobs, so it's hard to necessarily track. Mm -hmm. Even here, too. Yeah. And so, one thing the man never got to come a court and ball to the judge and said, Listen, I don't work from when I was two, I don't have it. Judge, I go say, Yeah, you still have to find the $2,000. Yes. And then they just won't pay it. They just won't pay it. And then the mother will have to go back to the court to get the warrant, and then the police have to go find him. And more than likely, I'm going to go to jail. And it's a cycle. The mother still don't have the money. And until that, mm -hmm. that months, the child still has to get provided for during that time. You understand? So, and the same thing with the place of safety. For me, okay, you can put a child there. But one, you have to go prove why you're putting the child there. The justice system generally turns slowly in jamaica it's frustrating for many people because for a mother for go down a family court you have to go take the look they are from the local work where you have where you already need the money to feed all of the children so a lot of women don't even bother to do it right that, that that's just to answer that part so the system is here but it's so many people just don't bother right. yeah i'll tell you this so we're here and i know our intentions are good and we want to fix the problem. But the problem, I think what is happening, what we're seeing is a all of these children being out here is a consequence of the problem. And the problem is how unregulated family planning is. People are just having children mm -hmm. with zero care. And that is what we need to fix, not the children on the streets. Because these same women in these impoverished communities will tell you, yeah, the Bible says be fruitful and multiply. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, women who are in their 30s with five, six children, five, four different men. How do you fix that? Oh, Lord. Yeah. And, and whether we want to admit it or not, a lot of people say, yeah, man, I'll pay the tax to take care of it. It is not our responsibility to take care of your child. Yeah, we have social systems, but it is not going to become a social program if the entire country depend on it. Yes, that's social, yeah. The system is here. If the if somebody the one of the parents drop out and one of the parents fall on a hard time, are going to help you to get back on your feet? But if yes. one household is going to have eight children and your plan is that, so the, in many of these instances, a woman uneducated, probably six different men, not nah, victim, black, bash nobody or anything, but this is a reality. So one, she's uneducated, most times unemployable in the strict sense, and she has probably five, six children and probably them a year apart. Having children for some of these people is like a job. And we see it in America too, except America have the social systems where can deal with it to yeah. some extent. In Jamaica, it's the same thing. They will tell her, no, the Bible says for fruitful and multiply and man have children because it's a passage to manhood for them for them have a youth. Well, let me tell you something. I 
the family planning. Penalty? Over here, so if, I don't know about Jamaica, but the penalty is seriously. It's strict. Right now, may I tell you, you get no, your passport okay. taken away. You Remember can't travel. America, though, your license and gone. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Remember that in America, and track the salaries and people work and there's a system in jamaica nobody not shot the barber will cut the money down the road and nobody not shot the man who work on the construction site so him say me have team just do have it and nobody don't know and so for me i believe that the only way to fix it is to get to the root of the family planning let it's me, okay to have one bag of children let me ask a question kelisha do you think that this mindset that Jamaicans have with abortion, a wickedness, and yaga healthy, that could be part of the problem because they are so hung yeah. up and worried about going to hell for having an abortion, but then we hide a murderer and then we be yeah. okay killing somebody? Do you think that's a part of the problem? 100%. Can so, I chime in? Yeah. Yes, please go right ahead. Yes, but I agree with you in one way, but then again, we cannot do this culture of where um because what i agree with what kalisha is saying from a different standpoint but we have also remember say abortion is not a means of contraceptive mm -hmm. so yeah we're for, it's for promoting being responsible with contraceptive because mm -hmm. you're this idea of getting pregnant and then going to have an abortion which some of them cannot afford anyway so no, we're yeah. promoting contraceptive for contraception because most of the time hold on hold, hold hold your thought don't go anywhere hold on i just need to wrap up on air please bear with me one moment i do have to take care of this bear with me one moment i'll be right back hearts balanced on a razor blade we are designed to love and break and to rinse and repeat it all again i get stuck when the world's too loud and things don't look up when you're going down i know your arms are reaching out from somewhere beyond the clouds you make me feel to all of our listeners who logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com remember for quality music while you work or play log on to www.qmzradio.com for quality music to get you through your day thank you to everyone who listened online on janoradio.com don't forget to download that Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. And of course, I gotta say a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. On Moments With Me, you were listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. You can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok. 
Moments with Me Media. And the me in everything is M.I. Coming up later on this evening, 7 p.m. Eastern, it is The Rose Solo Show, celebrating five years on radio. Tune in, listen live on QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net, FutureFM, 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask this one favor that you please be safe. See you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we do it all over again. Have a wonderful rest of the day. This is Moments with me signing out of JohnOradio.com and QMZRadio.com.